12 News and 409 Sports. Present X's and O's, your total access to high school football across Southeast Texas. Hello and welcome to X's and O's, a special look at high school football here in Southeast Texas, a time when we can let loose a little bit more. Let's have some fun. That's right. I'm Ashley Elam along here with Beaumont United head coach Arthur Lewis. First of all, I got to ask you, are you in trouble? Because tonight I was trying to get a few coaches to come on. I'm not going to call them out. Date night is especially a big deal on Wednesday nights. I wasn't in trouble until you called me and I accepted. <laughs> and my wife said she turned out uh, an opportunity to be at a meeting. Mm -hmm. And uh, But, yeah, I am in trouble. But I'll work my way out of it. That's what you do, right? That's right. 37 years of work to doing that. Wow. Congratulations, yes. Coach. 37 years being happy. And uh, speaking of happy, uh, how happy are you with your team? You have one scrimmage under your belts against South Houston. And I, I got to see some video. We weren't at that game, but I did see some video clips, and it looked like there was some hitting going on out there. They were excited. My defense was going, running around trying to decapitate people. Oh, Offense did a good job. We're, we're growing, man. It's, uh, it's so extremely hot out there, but they've been responding, and we're just having fun. When you go into a scrimmage like that, you know, especially the first scrimmage, what, what do you actually install? Is it pretty vanilla? I mean, are you just going by uh, a scripted playbook at that point? Well, well, yeah and no. Uh, we, we take off from where we left off in the spring. Uh, we didn't have a good spring training, but we had a great uh, athletic period, and we added some wrinkles, and we added some things, and we just took off from that point, and uh, that's where we started. How, how important is it for you to, to, to get the looks that you need in, but also you don't want to overexert anybody. You don't want anybody injured. In, in a worthless scrimmage when it comes down to it. Well, in, in that the balance, you have to find that balance. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking at offensively some things that I want to do and want to show, but I don't want to show it right now because they'll be having tapes of it. So you have to hit that medium, and uh, and that's what we do. That's what we did. That's one of those things when, you know, you hear it over and you hear it over and over again. And I even made a little post about it. I covered the, the PNG West Orange Stark scrimmage. I said, nobody wins a scrimmage. But West Orange Stark outscored PNG 14 to nothing. Nobody wins a scrimmage, right? <laughs> Wrong. No. <laughs> no. No. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, we're we keeping scores. I mean, well, it's just a scrimmage. Anytime you walk on the football field, you want to win, and that's the way we look at it. So uh, we had a pretty good outing against South Houston. But, no, it's not just a scrimmage. You, you want to win, but the casualty rate, you don't want anybody to get hurt. and So you have to just hit that, that, that point to where, you want to get in and out without anybody getting seriously hurt. And you got another scrimmage coming up against a, a team in that Pasadena area, Dobie, correct? Yes, Pasadena Dobie. Uh, we've been watching film on them since, uh, I think, Monday. And they were so very physical. They were knocking us stupid, man. Mm -hmm. we, we ended up winning two to one, but they were like, man, they were, they were trying to kill us out there. And so we're going to try to return the favor when they come down here uh, this Friday. Now... Week two scrimmage, how much changes from that week one scrimmage? Do you install a little more? Or are you going to be opening up the playbook just a tad bit more? We'll open it up. Uh, we'll open it up. In fact, the first uh, part of it will be a scrimmage element. The second part will be live with punts, uh, extra points, kickoffs, kickoff returns, which you can't return. Uh, under game situation, we have co coaches up in the press box. We'll be mic'd up, ready to go. So it's going to be a little bit different because the following week, as you know, we'll open up with St. Pius. Speaking of St. Pius, we're going to bounce around here a little bit more, but St. Pius, that was game number one last year of the program. 
Uh, it's something that you might not want to remember, but that team was loaded with the guy, you know, Grant Gunnell at quarterback, yeah. lots of Division One talent, where some people that aren't familiar with St. Pius in this area are thinking, oh, it's a private school, no problem. What do you have to say to that, though? Man, you know, it's funny. When, when I got the job March 6th, March 7th of uh, this past uh, year and a half ago in March in, in 18, uh, I turned around and looked at uh, Ron, uh, our athletic director, Ron Jackson. I say, Ron, thanks for the schedule. I remember that day. I yeah, was out there that it, day. Was, it was like, man, St. Pius was so, no, they're, they're a talented team. Uh, they don't have everything that they had last year, but they're always talented. So, but so are we. When you're going, you're actually making that trip to Houston this year, Yes, right? sir. Yes, we are. And to tell you the history of St. Pius, it's Gary Kubiak Field you're going to be playing at. Yes. And Kubiak played his high school ball there. There's been a long line of top athletes coming out of that private school in St. Pius. Uh, Gary Kubiak was an All-American and all-whatever, then went on to A&M, did great things. Uh, Denver Broncos, they had a lot of talent. It's not your run-of-the-mill when you say, oh, they play in a little, little small private school. Mm -hmm. They're very talented, and uh, they'll be talented this year as well. Now, what's it going to take from this point on? You're going to finish up your second scrimmage against Pasadena Dope. You said you're going to open it up a little bit more. A little bit but more. But you got to get ready to go by week one. Yes, it's non-district. But like you said, St. Pius, it's a real game. Yes, sir. Well, so, so, I mean, what, what do you got to get going well, in the, by the time that you're kicking it off that week? Well, you know, I told my staff, hey, man, get ready for Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. Uh, it's a lot of film, a lot of prep work, a lot of, lot of scouting, a, uh, a lot of everything getting ready for this game, defensively and offensively. Uh, with the passing of Ed Taylor, uh, I have two, uh, three coordinators, uh, Andre Bevel, uh, quarterback that Lamar does a great, great job for me. Uh, running game is Kevin Dotson. I coached him at Westbrook. And then Caleb Caesar, crowd pleaser Caesar. <laughs> he was one of my wide receivers when I was at Ozan. So they handling the offense for me, and they're doing a great job of installation and uh, trying to make things happen. Now, you were talking about, of course, it's such a, a sad thing, the loss of Ed Taylor. And uh, we were there together at the memorial service. Yes. A beautiful service. And uh, I'm telling you, he was really one of the nicest guys you would ever meet. Always had a smile on his face. Remember him, you know, I've been in it too long. I remember him playing over at Ozan. Absolutely. And then working his way off to becoming the head coach at Ozan, and then joining your staff at United. You know, how has the team responded since the last time I spoke with you? Well, it's just been an unbelievable response because Ed was such a huge, made a so, such a huge impact on everybody that he touched. And the kids, we're, we're the coaching staff, the kids, the administration, everybody's really dedicating this year uh, for Coach Taylor. And we laugh all the time. I say, Ed, you <laughs> see that, right? And the linemen say, yeah, Coach, you know, literally, that's how we talk at times. Mm -hmm. I say, Coach Taylor watching you, man. What's up with that? I know, I know. So he's like in the, in the present tense with us. He hadn't left us. Do you think that brings out more out of your team? It does. It, it, it does, and it's a great thing. Unfortunately, uh, um, He's not with us, but he's with us in spirit, man. You know, you go into a, to, to my job every morning. I walk right past his office, and uh, the spirit of what he does and what, he, what he's done for us is still there with us. That's a special thing. We're, we're certainly going to miss seeing him on the sidelines. He did so much for the Beaumont community. It's one of those, those lifers, if you will, B-I-S-D lifer. And man, charismatic. Uh, was a great teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was an assistant principal at uh, Ozan, I would go into his room and like critique him or, or judge him or whatever. 
he did an outstanding job in the classroom, and he made it come alive. He did the same thing on the football field, mm. made things come alive, and, and kids loved playing for him. Now, another team that I'd like to talk about is, uh, you know, Lumberton Raiders. They had their first scrimmage of the year, and they had a three-way scrimmage. This is something you don't normally see here in Southeast Texas. It was a three-way scrimmage between Lumberton, Newton, and Nederland. Needless to say, Coach Chris Babin's team learned a lot from their first outing. I already start working on some of those little details. I feel like we're going to be a lot better going into our second scrimmage. Uh, defensively on the stat line, we, we didn't play poorly uh, in our scrimmage. But uh, there were some things watching the film that, uh, shoot, we kind of lucked into some things. And we're not reading our keys like we need to. So, I mean, on both sides, we, we're gonna, we, we have a lot of work to do. After we, uh, we went against Newton in our first live quarter, uh, I, I got all my kids together before we played Nederland and said, fellas, that's how fast you have to play because those guys play fast. It doesn't matter if they're 2A, 3A, 5A, those guys just play fast. And uh, uh, some of my young kids and some of my mature kids, they saw, man, that's how fast the game needs to be played. So playing those guys was beneficial. Playing Nederland with their physicality and, and discipline and how well coached those guys are, that was great for us as well. So uh, I knew the, the scrimmage was going to be a challenge for us, especially with the new offense. But, uh, but we did some good things. We did some, some things on film that we can grow off, uh, grow off of. So we're enthused still. Now, Coach Babin is one of those guys we were talking off camera earlier. Very familiar with Coach Babin, uh, Babin correct? Man, Coach Babin almost gave me three heart attacks back, <laughs> back when he was in high school. It was the craziest thing. We went into the game with uh, three points on the tiebreaker, and we lost the game by two points, but won the game to get into the championship. Right. And I think I was backed up on my 28, 30-yard line at fourth and two or fourth and three, and we ran a, just a, a power play just so we would not give it back to Coach Babin. We could not stop him. They were running a trap all night. I think he and I laughed about it at a track district track meet. Uh, that's something I'll never forget the name of Chris Babin. And uh, <laughs> we go back, him and Coach Mackey. Coach Mackey was the head coach. But he, and he's doing an outstanding job, man, at uh, – Lumberton, he's doing a very good job with those kids. Yeah, those guys uh, coming off of a playoff spot last year. Yes. Look like they should be another playoff team again. And, and if you haven't met Chris Babin, he, he's not maybe the most vertically intimidating <laughs> guy, but the guy is stout. He is still thick, and when he had the ball, he was a hard guy to take down. Well, he was like a not a bowling ball, but just, <laughs> you know, he, he was like, I guess Chris is about 5'7". And so powerful with his legs. He never stopped grinding. And he would hit the hole so fast. And literally, Ashley, we could not stop that rascal. And I'll never forget that. People, we were, we were like uh, celebrating at Cardinal Stadium. That's where we played, celebrating. And my fans were like looking at me like I'm crazy. They didn't know all what was going on. Right. They just saw the scoreboard we lost. Mm -hmm. and, but we, were going, we went to the playoffs with, I think that was my first team. We only had juniors on that team back then. Speaking of that. Not dogging on any fans. We're not dogging on any mm -hmm. fans at all. But there's a lot of times where you can't help it. The fans, they always think they know what the right move is, what the right call is. <laughs> hey, you lost the game. Why are you celebrating out there? How, how do you deal with that? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, you have to have a thick, thick skin as a coach. This is what I do, and this is what my other coaches do for a living. This is how we pay bills. And anybody who buys a ticket, you know, they're in the game, and, uh, but I would love to invite any of them who wants to come out and coach right? and diagram some plays <laughs> and work 80 hours a week and do all the things that we do on a daily basis. And they may not be so uh, vocal at times, but 
again, I don't worry about that. It's, don't it's worry just, about that, right? No, I don't worry about it. It's just the way it is. Everybody has an opinion. They always will. Yes, now, let, let's bring you through the week because I like to pick the brain of sure. the coaches because many of us, you know, not us. We, we get to see y'all at practice <laughs> and see behind the yeah. scenes. We know the hours that are being put in. But for the people that just go on Friday nights, there's been a whole lot of work. So just say you've wrapped up Friday night. Bring me through those next few days leading into next week. Okay, no day is the same. Uh, this kid don't come to practice. Well, why are you not at practice? Well, I may be, I didn't have a ride, Coach. I missed the bus. Okay, uh, kid number two, you, you, had, you had practice and you, you noticed all of their moods because they're like, really like your children. Well, what's wrong? Man, me and my girlfriend having problems. I said, man, focus. <laughs> Just focus. You, you know, you get another one. There's all kind of beautiful girls here. <laughs> get yeah. another one, right? Yeah, and uh, our parental problems. Uh, the gamut is so unbelievable. Uh, what we go through to put a child at a practice, to make a practice for a week. Uh, it's just, I'm not going to tell you all the stories, but it's just as crazy. Mm. Uh, it's crazy than you would ever believe that takes place. That's what, you know, talking to most of y'all outside, we, we, we try to talk to you as much as we can, not just football, but it's a lot of life lessons you're giving them. You're trying to grow young men to be good fathers, good leaders in the future. Well, that's the whole purpose. Every coach, 99.9% .9 of the coaches that are out there, they're in there to give back to what was given to them because these kids are very needy. They need, they need a lot of love and affection. And, um, and some of my kids don't have a father figure around, like many other coaches, uh, whatever team uh, that they have, they don't have a lot of father figures around. So we are that example for them. And I hold my coaches and myself to a higher standard to be representative of that fact hmm. that we're father figures. And, and they look up to, to us. It's like many, like when you played, you had coaches you looked up to. Hmm. You had a father, you just, you looked up to them. So that's where we're at right now. I always remember Coach Stone, I mean, Coach Riccio before, uh, down at PNG, played baseball down there. Coach Riccio always had that open-door policy. Coach Stone, who you're very familiar with, when he right. came over, he made it very clear. I mean, he was hard on us. He was hard. Absolutely. But he always said, if there's anything that you need to talk to us about, not baseball, not anything to do, if it's just schoolwork, if it's something going on at home, they always said that door's open. Well, every kid has an opportunity to have my, my phone number. Uh, and that's always been the case. And I tell my coaches, man, the fastest way for me to get rid of you is for you to not be there for a child. And uh, all my coaches, they are there for these young men. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've had dinner. I've had dinner with my, my family to where we are sitting down Father's Day uh, years ago when I was at Ozan. And I get a call. You better come get him. I'm like, hello? You better come get him right now. You know, a parent of one of my players. Uh, and so my wife looking at me, my kids were young, and I'm eating. She said, Arthur, go ahead and go. Mm -hmm. So I had to, you know, leave and go ahead and tend to his needs. Right. Those are the things that coaches do. You know, we, we put the kids uh, pretty much uh, ahead of a lot of things in our personal lives. If they call us, get in a wreck. Some of them get arrested. Crazy. The, cr the craziest thing you want to think of, they call coach, and, and we're there for them. How much do you enjoy that? You are a father of how many players a year? Oh, man, like uh, right now in the program, about 175, 180. Uh, and, uh, and my other coaches, too. I spread the love now. I tell oh, them, for say, sure. Oh, I say, but yeah, but I'm at the hop. I'm, I'm the, some of them call me uh, Papa. 
uh, uh, pops. Okay, cool. But we spread the love, and they, they have an understanding when I hired them uh, what my expectations are for them, and that is to be there for those kids at any time, at any time, at any time, uh, because it's needed now, and uh, that's where we are in our society with these days with these kids. Special thing you do there, Coach. Now, getting back to football, we were just touching on Newton there just a little bit. You are at the 6A level. We have seen what Newton <laughs> has done these past couple of years, 3A football. But look at the guys that they've sent off to Division I schools. How impressive has Newton been on this run to you? Well, Newton, when I opened Ozan years ago, getting my schedule, old Coach Barbe, he's dead and gone now, he eased over to me. I didn't know anything about Newton. And, man, I put Newton on my schedule, <laughs> and they beat the heck out of me. <laughs> they really did. I'm looking, there's 11 on the field, and they may have had 10 guys on the sideline back then. Mm -hmm. And so I come back, and uh, one of the coaches uh, from Port Natchez, he said, you scheduled Newton? I said, yeah, no problem. Three or two A back then. Mm -hmm. He said, man, you gonna get your behind whipped. I say, no, I'm not. Yes, I did. Right. They're, they're very impressed. Those kids play so very hard up there with the numbers. I mean, and uh, that young kid Barlow, I think it was. Yep, Darwin he, Barlow. Yeah, man, he he does a great job. He's going to TCU, right? He's up at TCU as we speak, and uh, he's a freshman. And the coaches already Gary Patterson saying the guy's turning heads already. And he could make an impact as his freshman year. I, I'm, he was Willie Ray Smith Award winner, I think he was. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just speaks so well of his family. He's been raised right. He's a Christian kid. He, uh, I was very impressed with him the times that I've met him uh, at a couple, couple of different functions. But Newton has their stuff together. I don't know what that, the outlook is for this year. I, I don't know. What are they, how are they looking at Newton? Right now, Newton is going to be your district favorite. That goes without saying. But, yeah. you know, the passing of W.T. Johnston. Yes. Definitely uh, hard. To, to deal with, he was the same way, father figure. Those kids were Absolutely. at his house all the time as he was dealing with the sickness that he was. But his son takes over now yes. as the head coach. And people are saying this could be the, the down spiral of Newton. Hmm. Down spiral means, you know what, they're ranked number two in the state. So they're not number one this <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, right. So, but they, they are favored to make it back to state once again. But we all know how tough that is just to get that far. Well, it's extremely tough. But... Uh, the tradition has been set. The culture is there. The climate is there. So you just have to wait and see. I mean, Newton is Newton. They, they, they've been there. They've done that. And they can continue to do that with uh, WT's uh, son at the helm. Not, nothing too much is going to change. No. I mean, that's just the way it is. I wouldn't expect anything, but uh, they did change the logo on their helmet. But we can't go into details. Really? That's, okay. Okay. You'll have to wait till week one of that. I've kept that under wraps. But right. there is a little bit of change going on. Okay. Over there. Good for them. Yeah. So... When you are, at, as I said, a 6A program, a, a big school here in Southeast Texas. You know, yeah. We only have two 6A schools. Yes. You and, and those rivals from across town. At Brooke, Brooke, Brooke. Brooke. Yeah. You're very familiar with Brooke, of course. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Uh, do you take something from these smaller programs with a tradition like Newton? And, and do, you, do you try to put little pieces of that in your own program or, or talk about that or anything like that? Well, well, the basic program, the basic component is hard work and dedication. Whether you're at 6A, 3A, 5A, 2A, 1A, it's hard work and dedication. So yes, that's what we apply in our field house. You ask Needlin what they do, hard work and dedication, hard work and dedication at Orangefield, hard work and dedication wherever you go. And because you can't get past that. 
that's the basic fundamental uh, component of winning, hard work and dedication. You can't get b behind that. My, my mantra is discipline, academics, and athletics. That's posted over everywhere. If you ask one of my kids, man, what Coach Lewis talking about, they'll just, if I were to say one time, they'll say discipline, academics, and athletics. I've been doing that since for a long, long time, and that's the ingredient that we use. But it comes down to just working hard and being committed. Now, before we let you go and get home and maybe have a late date night. Yeah, my wife, Sandra, she, 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 uh, she don't, I'm going to get it jammed up here in a minute, man. I'm gonna, she, she didn't blew it up. Look, see that? How many missed calls? Wow. See what I'm talking about? Five. Five missed calls. Five missed calls. Yeah. So, last. Sandra, <laughs> calm down, girl. Last question. All right. Just to let you know, me and Mike Canizales, mm -hmm. who, by the way, he's not here because his wife decided to have a baby. I saw that, I man. I decided to get engaged. It was a big weekend. Beautiful. Great. Big weekend for us. But we picked, both of us, when we turned in our selections, we have the Timberwolves in the playoffs. Do you think this can be a playoff team? That is a great prediction because we will be in the state playoffs. We are working towards that. Uh, we, had, we met the other night with our Meet the Timberwolves night, and uh, my kids have bought into that, the coaching staff. That's why we're out there to be in the state playoffs. And it's a process, but we're claiming that right now. That's why we're out there. All right. You heard it here. Beaumont United Timberwolves will be in the playoffs. If you do that, you make me and Mike look smart, so we appreciate that. I, pre I appreciate it. The, the thought, the, the vote of confidence. I appreciate your wife. Yeah, five times blowing up my phone. Letting you come in here. And I said letting because <laughs> we know how much time you spend away during yeah, this time of the year. Absolutely. And she lets you. Let you be here. Sandra Lewis, thank you so much. <laughs> God. We appreciate you, Miss Lewis, for, for letting Coach come by here, spending some time. He's on his way home now. Yes, I am. And you need to either pick up some dinner, flour, something nice. No problem. Always. Always. That's my baby. That's my hope to die, man. <laughs> That's the, the, the man, the cream in my coffee. <laughs> Sounds good, Coach. As always, thanks for coming by. We'll be catching up with you throughout the season. Man, thank you so much for having me. I, and, uh, we always have a good time with you, man. Always. You do a good time, good job. And I, I like this segment, man. This is really nice. This is what we're we going to do. We just lay, we just lay back. Just, just, just talk about. We don't it. have to talk and break it down in thirty second soundbites. Absolutely. Because believe it or not, we actually do talk for five, ten minutes, but you only get to see thirty seconds. So this is what this is all about. So uh, we're signing off. Coach Arthur Lewis, Beaumont United. Man, thank you so very much, man. And you have a great season, too. I'll try to. Yes. Week one of the Blitz is coming up, the 4-9 Sports Blitz, August 30th. We got all your games covered. And our game of the week, can't quite tell you who it is now, but we'll let you know on Sunday night. That's a look at X's and O's.